episode 91 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. This podcast was created because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, the places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Part of our Emerging Leaders program is the chance for them to interact with local leaders. We invited four leaders to sit on a panel to talk about Wichita economic development, its vision, and its safety. Our guests, Sedgwick County Commission Chairman David Dennis, Wichita Mayor Jeff Longwell, Wichita City Manager Bob Layton, and Wichita Police Chief Gordon Ramsey. We recorded that session, and you'll hear them talk about what's going on in Wichita and Sedgwick County in this podcast. First, a couple of notes about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. We were surprised to hear about the closing of the Abode event venue. Seemed like a pretty popular place. We held a few of our events there. Owners say new competition helped them decide to close up shop. The event venue competition is the topic of our big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Reporter Brian Horwath talked to those who run the abode venue and others who are newcomers to Wichita. It is a competitive business, that's for sure, and it'll be more competitive when the baseball stadium is complete. It'll also have space to rent. That story begins on page 12. Boeing's CEO likes the way President Trump operates, negotiating directly with the company when it comes to Air Force One. Our Daniel McCoy has that story on page 11. Did you attend our HR Professionals Awards? Maybe you know someone who did. We offer photos from the event in the weekly edition. That's on page 16. This week's top 25 list, the Wichita area's largest engineering firms, ranked by number of Wichita area engineers. It's on page 6. Check out our leads section. Might find some new business there. Each week you get the scoop on who's setting up a new corporation or who owes back taxes. Also new real estate deals, building permits, court judgments. We collect it so you can use it. Starts this week on page 18. Back in a moment with our local government panel right after this. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. We recently held a panel discussion so our emerging leaders could hear from current local leaders, Mayor Longwell, Manager Bob Layton, Police Chief Gordon Ramsey, and County Commission Chairman David Dennis. I began the panel by asking Chief Ramsey to talk about the police department's role in economic development. You'll hear him say drugs are a big problem and impact businesses in Wichita, and they're using technology where they can. The most evolving, quickest evolving issue we're facing right now is methamphetamine, biggest problem in our community. Um, last week, our undercover guys bought a pound of it for $3,500. Um, so historically, that is twenty dollars to $30,000 know, over the last 20 years. That's where it's been and per pound. So the, the price right now of meth is never been cheaper. So what does that translate into the business community and, and citizens? Meth is extremely addictive, and meth is what is driving our property crimes. That's what's driving break-ins to businesses. That's what's driving robberies at businesses. Um, so uh, that concerns me. Uh, the Mexican cartels are, uh, are pushing this up from Mexico. It's very pure um, and very cheap. So with addiction, the issues are accessibility and cost. Um, so we are watching this very closely and trying to do everything we can to, uh, you know, educate, uh, get treatment for folks, and then enforcement. It's really those three things that um, uh, 
can help us with this. But from a business owner perspective, um, it translates into uh, dollars for you for damage to your business, theft, burglaries, and robberies. Um, so we often work with business owners when they're having issues. Uh, cameras, I think, have helped us lower our property crime rate. People say, well, where were you last year for crime? And actually, our violent crime rate was down about 0.08%. Our burglaries were slightly down, and our robberies were slightly down. You don't get that impression by watching the news, right? Because all you see is story after story. We'll have uh, a significant incident on a Thursday or Friday, and that same incident will be in the news on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to the point where people are thinking that it's a whole new incident that occurred. So, um, you know, it's that perception issue also that we, we work on a lot with, uh, with trying to get the real stats out there and what's really occurring. Gordon, could you talk a little bit about some of the proactive programs that you have brought forward this past year? Because the drop in crime that he just cited didn't happen just by accident. And there have been some pretty significant initiatives over the last year under your guidance. If you want to talk just about a few of those. Sure. Well, technology, you know, it's one thing to always ask for more police officers, right? And any chief is going to ask for more police officers anywhere in the country. But the reality is, is we've got, uh, we're doing some really innovative stuff with technology to help us with uh, crime reduction. Um, one of the great things that uh, the council, the mayor, and the manager supported was our camera system in Old Town. That has had a significant impact on crime in that area. Um, the, uh, the amount of incidents before the cameras versus after the cameras. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible what they've done. When, they, when we have an incident, it allows us to go back and review it. Um, and thankfully, you haven't heard any Old Town incidents. I don't want to knock on this room. <laughs> for a significant amount of time. So uh, the other thing we've done, uh, we've coordinated with a university out of California and a private individual to detect shots uh, when shots are fired. Uh, gun issues are a significant concern of ours. Um, we know that about 60% of gunshots being fired in neighborhoods are not reported. So uh, we connected with these, this, these groups. We brought this technology in for minimal cost, and it's really one of the, uh, the first in the country where there's been this private-public partnership to help us detect gunshots. What it does is it notifies police immediately. It triangulates where the shots occurred to within 15 to 20 feet. If someone shoots out of a car, it will tell you the direction of the car tell you the approximate speed of the car. If two people are shooting at each other, it will tell you who shot first, who shot second. So significant technology to help us with investigations and crime reduction. Ramsey says he's also decided to change the way they deploy officers around the city. He says they're focusing on what he called problem offenders. Chairman Dennis says it's important to have government that is friendly to business and it can have an impact in a lot of different ways. So what have we done recently? Uh, you just uh, take a look at uh, Spirit, for example. Uh, Wichita and Sedgwick County partnered, and we each put in $7 million to Spirit just recently, and they promised us 1,000 high-paying jobs. Did they deliver? No, they delivered 2,400 high-paying jobs as a result of that. Uh, some of the other things we've done, you've got to have quality of life. Uh, people are not going to want to relocate to this area unless you've got quality of life. Yesterday, Wichita, or Sedgwick County uh, voted to put $6 million into the Sedgwick County Zoo to enhance the experience of our citizens going out to the Sedgwick County Zoo. Uh, this is quality of life. 
we both contribute to the Greater Wichita Partnership was going out every single day trying to find new businesses to relocate here. We traveled to other cities to see what they're doing to, to make their cities uh, vibrant and prosper. We take uh, lessons back from those folks and bring them back here to this area in order to be able to, to help uh, enhance what we're doing here in this uh, region. The, the, the importance of government can't be overstated. Uh, transportation is the lifeblood of uh, economic development. We work together on that. Uh, uh, if you look at, uh, at the, our legislative agenda, which I, I gave a little palm card out to everybody, I hope you've got a copy of it. But at the top of that, it says that uh, there are a number of organizations, Wichita, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, the Greater Wichita Partnership, REAP, uh, Workforce Development, and Sedgwick County, we all agree that there are three things that are vitally important to this area, and those are workforce development, transportation, and behavioral health. So we have to work together as governments uh, to be able to enhance this area, to make sure that the people want to live, work, play, and pray here, uh, and that's what I believe our role is. Mayor Longwell told the group Wichita's done away with an economic development system based on incentives and turned to a new direction. Manager Bob Layton agreed. And, and our focus has been on quality of life and a, and a skilled workforce and not only recruiting people to come to Wichita, but we have some very successful programs where we have targeted some of our poor neighborhoods with scholarship dollars and found some folks that we've been able to prop up and find them great paying jobs in the aviation industry. And so we're pretty proud of over the last four years, the changes that we have made in terms of focusing on uh, economic development, a more diversified workforce. And last week, Wichita, Kansas was named the number two city in the United States that can withstand a recession. And so we think that we've come uh, a long ways in the last four years. The mayor talked about how we've changed our economic development model. I, I just want to build on that just for a second. Um, some of you may remember the sales tax initiative that we brought forward a number of years ago, uh, and, or several years ago. And the, uh, one of the big issues there was uh, to create an economic development fund so we could make uh, loans to businesses for growth. Community was pretty strong in its opposition to that approach to economic development. They didn't want us writing checks to businesses for their projects, and they wanted us to, I think, stick more uh, uh, with the knitting with, with things that we do best. And council identified that as infrastructure. So um, we've really shifted we, uh, our approach. We no longer write uh, checks uh, or participate in projects that way. What we do is we invest in the business in a way that's meaningful to them. Uh, the mayor talked about, or excuse me, Chairman Dennis talked about the Spirit Project. Great example. City and county, uh, the money that we put into that project was, uh, in, we, was in the uh, construction of a building. We have an equity interest in that building. If Spirit were to move that operation out of the city, we have uh, the right to either have them buy us out or we'll buy Spirit out and we'll have ownership of that asset. Uh, Cargill, when um, we were trying to keep them. I had one thing. Yes. First time ever in the history of Wichita, we convinced them to do a 20-year agreement. Right. That's pretty significant. So they committed the first 1,000 positions for a 20-year period. And again, in our, under our clawback, we could 
uh, take ownership of that building if they don't meet that goal. So uh, and with Cargill, uh, again, trying to be creative, a lot of money being thrown at that company during that process from cities around the country. And we were in a very uh, significant competition with Plano, Texas, and they had uh, a very lucrative package on the table. Um, and uh, in order to be able to fend them off, um, we came up with a very creative solution and we assisted in the construction of their parking garage and made sure that it's now open to the public for use uh, in the evenings and on the weekends. And so basically that's one more asset to help serve uh, the arena and the Old Town area. Uh, we weren't sure that the approach was gonna work, but I think the mayor especially, uh, along with the council said, we need to try to do something differently. So um, we, don't, we don't create jobs, private sector does, right? So we have to then tee it up in a way that we can address their needs. Chairman Dennis says there's a reason transportation is high on the list of legislative priorities for local government. It's vital to keeping and attracting business. I-35 corridor is a great transportation corridor for us. Uh, that is a great north-south corridor. What we're missing, honestly, is an east-west corridor. Uh, we need 54 uh, widened all the way through to take it back and forth across Kansas. Uh, we can get up to I-70 uh, fairly easily. We may need another corridor uh, going up through Great Bend that direction to, to help us uh, on uh, the I-70 uh, access. Uh, but uh, they really are looking for ways that uh, once that they develop their product, that they can move the product out to the public in order to be able to, to sell it. So uh, that as I, I can't stress the importance of transportation. One of the big things that we're working on right now is the North Junction. And any of those of you that uh, go through the North Junction every day know that it's a real mess. Uh, we just uh, got the, the past transportation secretary and the past governor to agree to put in uh, almost $90 million into that. And uh, they're going to start. The contract's going to be let here any day. Uh, to start working on the North Junction. And at the end of the day, when that whole project is finished, we're gonna have some real nice new uh, bridges over, uh, over on 235, over the big ditch and, and Broadway and so forth, and a few more new bridges, and we're not gonna fix anything on the North Junction. Uh, all it does is set up uh, the ability to do the next phase. Uh, so anytime you talk to any of your legislators, uh, tell them that next phase of the North Junction is critical. Uh, we have to finish the first one to get them to the second one, but. Uh, the funding isn't there right now. Recently, Wichita and Sedgwick County uh, jointly put in some money to help buy right-of-way uh, to start uh, putting, we need more right-of-way for the North Junction. So these are partnerships that we need to continue to work, but uh, truly as, as businesses uh, come and talk to us, uh, they need a way of moving their product from here someplace else. And that's, that's government's job is to make sure that that happens. The panel said rail is also important, as is passenger rail. Mayor Longwell said being able to travel by train from San Antonio to Chicago is important. Some of the emerging leaders said they were underwhelmed by the latest design drawings of the new baseball stadium. Longwell says those don't include some of the other amenities and development around the stadium. Layton says the fan experience is leading edge, but he understands that they may need to stretch a bit more. They had to get something put together for the Design Council to consider, but it's also now an opportunity to voice your opinion on the ballpark design. The mayor wanted to put Wichita's growth in perspective, and he made some news when he talked about insurance firm IMA coming to downtown Wichita. 
just in the last three and a half years, you can go down this Douglas Corridor Avenue and see the new Cargill building and Union Station and Spaghetti Warehouse and the Hilton Garden Inn and the new IMA building that's getting ready to break ground and Douglas Place Apartments and River Vista Apartments. And and then even getting outside of the core of the city, the, the Greenwich Corridor, uh, 96 in Greenwich has exploded and talking to... Um, my friend Lang and what they're doing in South Wichita is unprecedented. We've never had development in South Wichita like you're getting ready to see that's that's being built right now. And West Wichita has the first urban wetland park that's going to be phenomenal. And you're seeing all kinds. So you're seeing growth all over the city. And and you're seeing a wide variety of of job sectors grow all over this community. And... um. So I'm confident we'll get it right. I don't feel like I'm under any pressure. Maybe the manager feels like he's under pressure. <laughs> By the way, Bill, you shouldn't ask the mayor open-ended questions. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I yes should, should know by now, yeah. Mayor Longwell gave an update on another important decision that's before the community, a convention center and a performing arts center. So, so we understand obviously the importance of conventions and the opportunities that they can bring to our community and and so we've already been kind of working towards a solution that can build us a world-class convention center the reality is conventions have never worked in that round building so today if you look at lost opportunities we probably only get maybe 50%, and that's a stretch, maybe 50% of the conventions that we go after, and it's not because they don't love what we have to offer in the community. It's because they come here and take a look at our convention center and go, I'm sorry, this won't work. Because conventions need a 10 by 10 grid. Everybody designs their convention booth around the same guidelines. It's a, it's a 10 by 10 grid Maybe your booth is a 20 by 30, or maybe it's a 10 by 20, but everything's built around a 10 by 10 grid with 30-foot sight lines, and we need a convention center that can address all of those issues and one that can be partitioned off to different sizes of conventions. We can have multiple conventions at the same time. You cannot achieve that in the round building. Even if you carve out some space, it's not enough space to achieve that in the round building to get the sight lines, the grid system, all of that. So what we've said is we think that we can work towards a solution to build a convention center, which should be phase one. Build a new convention center, and then you don't have that collision of space with conventions trying to compete with performing arts and all of the issues there. Once we address conventions and get them out of the round building, then we think that we can look at addressing the problems with a um, um, five-decade-old performing arts center that we think should be modernized that can accommodate you know, uh, the kinds of uh, opportunities we want to see come to that venue. And, and we think potentially that can happen with a modernized Century 2. We want to certainly make sure we look at all the options and we are looking at different options right now talking with some architects about what could a modernized century two look like and how much would it cost and all of those factors and we've had a committee that's been looking 
called the C2 committee that's been working on some of those issues over the last year and what they've been focused on at this point is doing nothing is not an option because we know that something needs to happen whether it's a fully modernized building or or a new facility um, we can't make that judgment yet Bob and I are both on record of saying we think we can find a really great solution and keep the iconic building in most of its form but but we don't have those answers yet so we're working at that but really phase one should be let's quit missing out on these convention opportunities because that that brings resources to our community and those are resources that that could help us with a wide variety of other solutions longwell says the city's missing out on revenue by not having decent convention facilities Dennis asked the audience to think about what Wichita would not have had if Intrust Bank Arena was voted down. NCAA Tournament, Garth Brooks shows, Paul McCartney, Neil Diamond, Alan Jackson, the figure skating championships, hockey tournament. Quality of life is better because of Intrust Bank Arena, and the same could be said for Century 2, he says, and its future. The panel was asked about the homeless situation. They say stakeholder groups are coming up with a plan to deal with the homeless and with mental illness and the resources devoted to those issues. They were also asked, as leaders, how do they deal with controversy? The panelists said they have to be transparent, get the facts out, and stay true to their values of working with integrity and honesty. Our thanks to the panelists for spending some time with our emerging leaders. Back in a moment. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. Well, that's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week, episode 91. Check out all our episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.